The ACT Party has revealed their ideas for private MIQ, which would allow mothballed hotels to privately offer their services for vaccinated travellers. Also calling for more certainty in the immigration system, the party has proposed dumping Labour's immigration reset, unfreezing the expression of interest queue, and resuming pre-COVID immigration settings. From the uh, press conference, ACT Party leader David Seymour joins me now. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Kerry. A lot of people don't want pre-COVID immigration. They, they're quite happy with the way things are. Well, it may well be that New Zealand's immigration settings need to change, but the way to do that is actually to have an honest conversation nationally. Uh, what the government has done instead, amidst a crisis, has made an announcement that there will be a once-in-a-generation reset yep. and then said nothing more about what that means. It's like throwing a hand grenade into a room of people. I'm standing here at Fraser's Cafe in Mount Eden. Uh, they're closed today, but they've opened up uh, because they want to show that so long as we have labour shortages in New Zealand, uh, this is reality. Iconic Cafe Auckland uh, can't open on Mondays because of staff shortages. And there's business people from all over Central that have come along and support because that's what we're facing. So, yep, maybe immigration needs to change, but I wouldn't do it in a crisis and I wouldn't do it in the totally disruptive way that this government has. Their answer seems to be just pay New Zealanders more and they will do the work, that we need to upskill, that we need to get more into technology rather than relying on cheap labour. Is there some merit in that? Well, there's certainly merit in New Zealanders working and there's merit in technology and productivity growth. We, we know that, um, but that's not the point. The point is that right now uh, we've got all manner of businesses in New Zealand that simply cannot do business and are literally closing their doors uh, due to labour shortages. Uh, there's another issue you could add, which is welfare. We've got hundreds of thousands of people um, on welfare of working age uh, that seemingly don't want to work. I think we should reform that too. Uh, but what's our plan right now? Is it to keep punishing these business people, restricting their ability to survive and compete globally um, because the government has failed in other areas? Uh, the ACT Party says we need private MIQ. We think we can do it more safely than the government MIQ because everyone on site should be vaccinated. Government can't guarantee that. Everyone on site should be saliva tested every two days. Government doesn't do that. And I just say if the government's not prepared to take a simple, safe and straightforward proposition like this that would solve an economic and humanitarian crisis of staff shortages and separated families and people that don't know if they can go and visit their dying relative overseas or not, uh, then what exactly is the government prepared to do to get our way of life back and plot a pathway out of constant crisis management? The thing is that I hear from a lot of people that they are very, very happy with the way things are going, and you'd see that reflected in the government approval ratings and polls, that there are a lot of people who, do, who, who don't go out for dinner, who do like the idea of other people not being able to and not, not being able to travel. They don't... They, they are safe in their little bubble and they are terrified of anything that's going to pop it. And the idea of privately run hotels frightens them. I think if people are frightened, they should be frightened of the way the government has run MIQ. We've had so many near misses. Uh, we really have been a sitting duck playing, praying for luck. Uh, what we're proposing uh, is actually safer 
has higher standards than what the government's achieved because we're prepared to use technology. The government's been in denial about saliva testing for the yeah. last nine months. Well, the, health, the, the Ministry of Health has. Well, the Ministry of Health is, is advising the government, and I think the government has been on the wrong side of the saliva testing yeah. debate because they listen to the Ministry of Health. Well, that, that's, that's not right. a story about, about their role in all of this. But your, your point about, you know, this, there are people who are very happy the way things are now. Yeah. I don't think that is the Kiwi spirit. You know, that we've got a Prime Minister that talks about compassion and kindness. Uh, I've got people that I represent um, who have had families separated for over a year, uh, people who can't visit dying relatives, as I mentioned, and all of these businesses literally closing their doors now, if people are prepared to look at the big picture, if they really think that we're going to continue as a hermit kingdom sealed mm. off in our wall garden indefinitely, uh, there will be other consequences. One of them is that uh, a lot of people, in uh, opposite to a skill shortage, uh, will actually start leaving the country when the borders open. And when people start to see that happening, it affects more and more people uh, each day. And I look at the polls that really matter is ultimately, is New Zealand going in the right direction, wrong direction? 65% of people say New Zealand's going in the right direction. I can see that. The only thing I'd say to you is that a month ago it was 70%. And if it shifts five points every month for the rest of the year, uh, that's a total flip. So let's be clear that New Zealanders are starting to see, even those that are only seeing it recently, this government does not have a plan, is not a competent manager, so far, frankly, has been lucky that we're an island with a spread out population that's been prepared to do what it's told. When it comes to the, the people too who are fearful, I do wonder who's going to be paying their pension or their super or their, their public health care if we don't give the economy what it needs to thrive, and that is skilled labour. Well, you're absolutely right, and we've had a major buffer through COVID, uh, which is a hundred billion bucks of printing yep. and uh, money, and a whole lot of government borrowing. It's almost as though Grant Robertson and Adrian Orr have been having a race, and Grant says, "I think I can borrow it faster than you can print it," and Adrian says, "Oh no, you can't. Check out my printer." <laughs> well, we know that's not sustainable. Uh, one of the ways it's manifested itself is that this money printing has inflated a housing bubble, 25% growth in house prices in a year when the borders were shut. Now, some people will say, well, that's great, I'm richer. Uh, but you've got to remember, you're stuck with buying in the same market, so you're not really. And people who are not in the market, people in their 20s who are doing everything right, who are going along, working, saving money, they say $200,000 increased price in one year. Mm. If I'm trying to save a 20% deposit, $200,000 means my required deposit just went up 40 grand. Not many couples in their 20s can save 40 grand. So a whole generation of people, thanks to this money printing, are worse off than they were at this, a year ago. And you just ask, you know, if, if people don't see a pathway to being part of a property-owning democracy, uh, why will they stay? And why will they follow the rules if the rules don't work for them? The danger is that people in that predicament may do something really silly, like vote for the Green Party. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. David Seymour, Act Leader, releasing their economic honest conversation, I think they call it, today, uh, calling for private MIQ facilities and dumping Labor's immigration reset tax, marginal tax rate to 175 